0: I think we are ready to go you guys ready to do this absolutely yes 100 yes, percent. all right hello and welcome to next to nothing a podcast for gamers on a budget i am your host danny k with me as always the wonderful the beautiful the mr green how you doing green i'm doing fantastic how are you doing i am fucking fantastic other than this nasty ass headache that i have that i've been having for like days now joining us our other beautiful co-host, it's the powerful, the beautiful Revs How you doing, Rev?
1: I'm doing really well, Danny. How are you? Well, I guess you already answered that question. That shit, <laughs> I'm always like I'm a, I always want to ask that anytime anybody asks me, even if they've already answered. But yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm a uh, I'm happy. I put carpet down in my stream room today, and it oh, feels so good on the feetsies.
0: The feetsies. they nice and warm, nice and they soft.
1: Are. They're so they're oh they're so cushy, cushy so cushy,
0: cushy. So uh, <laughs> before the show starts, I want to say a few things. Uh, first off is we really appreciate all of you guys for joining us and watching and listening, no matter where you guys watch and listen. Uh, and especially if you guys are joining us live on nights like tonight, where there are really important things going on, like presidential debates. Um, this week's show is going to be a touch shorter because we all want to go on ahead and watch the debates. It starts at 8 p.m. our time. So we're going to try to keep this short so we can catch the majority of the debate. Uh, I want to take a quick moment and do some PSAs here real quick. If you guys are Americans and a voting age and remember voting age means you turn 18 November 3rd right day of the election that's voting age um, make sure you register to vote online it takes you less than 10 minutes legitimately takes you less than 10 minutes uh, and more importantly than registering to vote, if you are registered, go vote. Make your plans to vote either by absentee in mail ballot, maybe vote early, or in person. But vote. But vote. Right. What's the point of registering to vote unless you vote? If, um, if, if you're the kind of person, I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: make the I'm gonna make the the semi-controversial thing here. If you're the kind of person that wants to get on Twitter and scream and yell about how much you hate this person or you hate that person and you're not using the only actual voice you have for change in voting, then you're a hypocrite. Go (laughs) vote if you feel passionate about anything in this election. Don't just yell into your echo chamber on Twitter. There, I said it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I add into that? Add into that real quick? Oh, add Uh, in. Yeah. Uh, Using your hashtags and posting your black squares in whatever else. That doesn't actually help. You know what helps? Voting. 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 Do that doesn't the just shit in the presidential
1: it. Election. Educate yourself on your state and local legislatures. E- educate yourself on all the local candidates. Don't d- d- go and vote all the way down the ballot for people yeah. that you want to see in there that represent your beliefs.
0: Yeah. Do it. It is actually, I will say... It is more important to vote in your local elections than that it is to vote federally. The mm-hmm. your local elections that actually determines uh, things like your housing codes and your um, your city zoning laws mm-hmm. and you know how schools even, are ran. Even things down to sales tax. Sales you know, like tax, yeah. All that, of it. Yeah, that has way more effect on your day to day life than anything the president's going to do unless the president starts a war.
1: Yeah. In which case, I mean, even even in that, even in like the, the the national level stuff, you know, your House and your Senate, if you get the people in there that do what you want them to do, the president can't stop them. If you got enough people in there, they can make veto proof bills. Yep. So get out there and put people in office that represent your beliefs and what in the change you want to see, because the president can't do it by himself. Or herself, if you know, you're looking at third-party candidates.
0: <laughs> that's our, um, that's our uh, soapbox. Green, did you want to add anything else to our soapbox here? No, just go vote. Go just, vote, motherfuckers. I, who you,
2: I like, I literally do not care who you vote for. I, my opinion of you is not going to change. Okay, yeah. just go. I might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I well, I'm just gonna say, like, if you don't vote, I might throat th- you. I might punch you in the throat. Just, just, just. I straight. might.
2: I might set you down in a chair, tie you up and feed, force feed you rye chips. It's torture.
0: What? <laughs> wow. Um so uh, so <laughs> Oh no. Um So off of our soapbox here, if you guys miss any part of the show tonight, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Make sure if you guys find us on, or you want to watch on YouTube, that you guys subscribe and hit the like button. It helps us out a ton. Uh, This week, we do have a question of the week, and that is, in honor of National Podcasts, Day, which is tomorrow, we're a day early. Sorry. What is your favorite podcast other than next to nothing? And I feel like maybe we should just answer this here in the show uh, on our on our own. Um, my favorite podcast right now is still last podcast on the left. Absolutely love it. But I have a great recommendation for you guys who are looking for something like a little bit smaller. And that is from our friends over at Tessa and Elliot Argue. They have a new podcast called Adaptations awry where they compare book and movie adaptations. Um, they both watch and read the same thing, and then they discuss it. So that's my uh, indie podcast recommendation. Go check that out. That's a brand new show. Just started this month. Green, how about you? Well, I always
2: like, like I, I'm going to be the basic bitch here and say, I love Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but like I honestly suggest like uh, the Game Deflators, uh, if you're looking for something smaller. Um, we've done a, a few things with them. Um, I'm actually going to be doing something with them soon as well. So, uh, it's fantastic,
0: fantastic show. I love it. And, uh, Padre.
1: Um, I have two, uh, one being lore as a, as a horror fan, um, and, uh, cryptozoology fan. Uh, I do like lore. Only negative about that is Aaron Manky can get to be a little slow and it kind of, you end up getting lulled to sleep while being told horror stories. So if you have your pod, uh, your podcast player able to speed it up just a little bit, I recommend it at the 1.2 times uh, speed. And then uh, other than that, there's one called The Art of Manliness, which which kind of teaches you skills in like the day-to-day life. You know, they, you use the term manliness, but it covers a wide variety of things, uh, including like parenting and style and how to do you know stuff out in the woods. Um, Brett McKay does a really good job with it. It's a fantastic podcast.
0: Yeah, there's some really good episodes about, um, I remember listening to it really early on, and I, I absolutely love some of the episodes on just like, what is masculinity? And, mm-hmm. you know, the, how the development of young men, boy, you're, you're from boys to young men, you know, not only physically, but also philosophically and, and psychologically, how that differs from, uh, you know, young girls into women. And of course there's always trans folks who are, uh, follow their own paths. Um, yeah.
1: I, but yeah, I love, uh, I love some of the historical stuff they cover too. You know, like the stories of, of, uh, you know, some of the great Roman philosophers all the way up to, you know, people like Teddy Roosevelt and Churchill and stuff like that, just from like a, uh, you know, from a, uh, a leader standpoint of how they led the nations, uh, that they were respectively, over at the times. It's just it's such a good listen.
0: I love yeah, it. It is really good. I, I can recommend that one, too. Um, So that is this week's pod, uh, the this week's question of the week. Of course, if you guys want to answer, answer that in the live chat on Twitch or if you guys are watching YouTube, leave your answer in the comments or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to me at Danny K. D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Other than that, guys, is there anything else we need to get rid of uh, take care of here on the top of the show? No, I think you are ready of everything. to roll. We got everything. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to start with a game that I played. I picked this up of uh, off of Itch.io. It is called Perfect Vermin. It is a game by I'm gonna and I'm gonna, going to apologize uh, to the uh, fine folks who made this game, uh, Maceo Bob Mayer and God. Matharu, Chris Dang, and Daniel Shy, Shypliv, Shypilov. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: You did great, OK? You
0: did great. <laughs> um, it's a surreal first-person game where you play as an exterminator with a sledgehammer, with a sledgehammer sorry, killing mimics in an office building. Like I said, it's on itch.io. It is free, and it is only available for Windows right now. Uh, because it's on itch, I don't really know the specs that they recommend, but they do say, or they do have a note that said it is, it is not compatible with older Intel laptops. Uh, so this might be something for people with newer, uh, newer systems. Um, hi train. I have a train in the background. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the game doesn't seem to require a ton. It does just run from a exe, uh, that you get from itch. Uh, itch so no install required. Uh, so the basics of the game are that you load into a level and use your sledgehammer to break objects around the office and you'll learn how to identify mimics and kill them. And I don't know what the actual term they use. I think mimics is probably the best word. Do you guys understand what I'm saying by mimics?
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, are you talking like kind of like in a, in a sense of like a Dungeons and Dragons?
0: Yeah, something? a yeah. creature that looks like a regular object that's not that's not
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. um so after the first level it'll have you play it again uh but this time as a time trial and as you progress the levels will get a little bit more wild and weird uh in a lot of ways rev this actually reminds me of a game that you played a while back called kill it with fire where mm-hmm. like you're like looking around what looks like a bland space it just trying to find the thing that you need to kill and kill it with fire. It was a spider uh, here. It's mimics that look like office decks, desks and toilets and refrigerators and stuff. Um, I'm not actually going to show any of the game on the screen because I think this is one of those things. This is one of those games where you can play it uh, or, or showing too much of it would kind of ruin some of the surprises and stuff. Um, it's, yeah, so that's why I'm not showing anything on the screen. It is a fantastic play, though, if you guys want to check it out. Uh, the art is really nice. It has a really uh, unassuming office aesthetic, which makes uh, everything about some of the more surreal moments of the game even more crazy and intense. Uh, it's a really nice touch. The the kind of bland art that you that you started out seeing. Um, the story it tells is kind of interesting it reminds me a lot of Rick and Morty where everything will seem fine or like a normal gag and then you end up in this like really dark and bizarre twist you know what I mean like the especially like the intergalactic cable or interdimensional cable episodes where it just like all of a sudden it's like oh fuck that got kind of real um that's the direction it takes you
2: oh gee.
0: yeah it yeah it's like oh fuck that's real um overall what i played was pretty short i think about 20 ish 30 ish minutes um but it is a, a really fun play or you know a really fun time um i think expanding it out would be fun and interesting i don't know if they have plans for that especially if they wanted to expand it out with um making more bizarre and strange levels um i don't know what they would necessarily do story-wise other than just like expand everything out you know or elongate the current story um again i don't know what their plan what the with the developers plans are but uh i think i think they could expand it um For what's currently on itch though, I would say if you want to pay for it again, it is free. It's a pay what you want situation. Um, I would definitely go back and I, and I probably will do this. I'm, you know, go back and tip these guys two to $3 for the time that I had with it. Um, If it was longer, I don't know if it was like an hour long with some replayability, I would suggest that amount anyways for retail um, but other than that yeah it mean, you know, it's, it's a pay what you want I would go back and I'm gonna go back and tip them um, for, for the work they put into it uh, but yeah that's perfect vermin overall solid find on itch.io uh, you I go through those stints right I check out itch.io's um, pages and kind of find some different things uh, just as kind of like a as a palate cleanser of sorts especially after uh playing like Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> need a need a bit of a palate cleanser. Um yeah. Definitely worth definitely worth picking up and definitely worth 2 to 3 dollars uh if you're going to tip the devs. You guys have any thoughts, questions, opinions? You said the uh the
1: 20 to 30 minutes that that's how long it took you to complete the game? Yeah, about Okay that's that's pretty much all i have that that seems like something like from a content creator standpoint something to be good for like a youtube video
0: yeah yeah yep. i and i thought about it <laughs> i thought about doing it on youtube um mm-hmm. but it, i don't know it just wasn't it didn't feel right to me at the time to to just record it i genuinely just enjoyed doing it there in the moment without having to do any sort of performance yeah um, that makes sense yeah how would you agree? Any thoughts, questions, opinions? Uh, it it sounds pretty cool. Like I, I don't know if it'd be really
2: my cup of tea, but I mean, especially with like pay what you want.
0: I mean, it's not it's worth trying out at least. Yeah, which I will say I really appreciate H.I.O.'s pay what you want model, and I kind of wish Steam had that as well, um, because it, it is nice to like just have that experience and then go back and like add it as a tip. Kind of like I, it's very similar to Bandcamp. That was one of those things I would do with like Bandcamp. Was if an if a musician or an artist or like my you know someone else in the music scene put out an album and I or an EP and I took a listen to it and I liked it afterwards, I would usually go back and tip them like a dollar or two dollars, uh, which is all that was really you know a shitty pop punk album was really worth at the time. <laughs> uh, sorry, friends. I don't know how many of my friends from when I was going to punk shows are still around, but like (laughs) your, most of your music was shit. It was only worth one or $2, but yeah, I like that model. And I kind of wish more stores had that model because I, I would like to pay for some things, especially because a lot of stuff on steam is getting to be trash. Um, the green light trash still hasn't been cleaned up, but, um, yeah, anything else on perfect vermin that we wanted to talk about?
1: No, that, no that's everything pretty for concise, me. very
0: concise. Yeah, I'm trying to, like I said, trying to keep it a shorter show this week so we can uh, go watch the debate later uh, green. Horrified. debate me real, real good, oh. daddy, <laughs> real good, daddy. Oh, God, yeah. season
2: six, God, season six. So, uh just going to do a quick rundown. They've added a few things to the Warzone map in Verdansk. Uh biggest being the train system, but not a regular train system, a subway train system. Okay. Um so I'm sure that's going to be pure hell for campers like everything else in Warzone. Um they added a new game mode called uh, Armored Royale where you essentially buy a armored truck and you know, you drive around with the armored truck, and everyone else has armored trucks, and so many armored trucks. And he <laughs> he can spend money to like uh like repair it. Um, you can buy it back if it gets destroyed. Um, I've I've looked at it. I mean, it's it's interesting to see. Um, they've offered two new operators at the beginning. It's uh from the campaign. They have uh Farah. Um, she was the, uh, the rebel leader in whatever country. I can't remember. Um, and then Nikolai, who is like the Russian contact for Captain Price. Um, and then two new weapons. Um, the R700 sniper rifle, which is like a bolt-action combat sniper rifle. Um, probably one of the most common and well-known bolt-action rifles in the world. Um, and then the... I, I the, Tenderly and affectionately referred to as the Ass Valve. Battlefield. Battlefield players. You know this gun very well. Integrated Sniper. Or Integrated Suppressor. uh, AR. The Ass Valve. A-S-V-A-L. So those you can get with the Battle Pass as you progress. So uh, Biggest news with Season 6, though, is the Origin Shotgun finally gets a nerf today as of Tuesday 929 fucking nerfed it needed nerfed. nerfed so bad there was like if if you don't like camping in a game um this last season with the shotgun buff made the origin and the R9 shotgun like insanely ridiculously overpowered um to where people would literally Camp in buildings with the shotguns and just wait for people to go up the stairs and blast them in a hit or two. It was ridiculous. Like I um two people that I know uninstalled the game because of it. And I was like pretty close to the edge as well, like of not playing Warzone. So it was rough.
0: Were you six feet from the edge? Six feet from the edge. And I'm I'm thinking
2: Maybe six feet ain't so far down. <laughs> you you act like that's a like an insult to me. And Creed is my guilty pleasure. Okay, don't judge me. You don't know me. <laughs>
1: you, are, you are judged from the day you're born till the day you die. Get over it. Exactly. So,
2: but yeah, that's really cut. Yeah, season six. Um, I'm sure there's more in the future that's gonna be coming out. Um, but that's the biggest so far today.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so cod seasons they're what about six weeks long is that generally how long they've been generally about two months oh, okay roughly. so more like eight weeks got yeah
2: it. It, it just depends like usually a good season like I would think it would be three months worth like 90 days but it, it varies between game and game I, I think this last one got extended and then I know destiny extended their season too Um, let me look real quick though Um probably um they they have it to set to where when the new Call of Duty drops is when uh the season will switch over to seven. Gotcha. Which I think it's in November. Gotcha.
0: Um so overall you think this is this is a better update for Warzone? Uh, better than last season for sure.
2: Uh, with the shotgun nerf it makes a world of difference so yes gotcha like and you don't even have to pay for it you get free stuff with the battle pass anyways so yeah. so the the shotguns needed to go
0: yeah so this with a lot of the updates we, we've of we've talked about with warzone do you see warzone waning at all I mean, it, it it took the Battle Royales by storm, and now it seems like a lot of the other Battle Royales have just kind of come back from where they were, right? Fortnite kind of came back. Apex has kind of come back from Warzone's release. How do you feel Warzone's position is now in that particular genre or that market?
2: I still think it's solid, like, uh, especially when, when uh, Cold War comes out. Uh, like, the other Battle Royales are, like, you know, gaining a little bit more momentum, but uh, I, I still am seeing everyone talking about Call of Duty over Fortnite or yeah.
0: Apex. So I, I don't know if we actually talked about it. Can you explain what's going to happen about uh to Warzone once Cold War drops? That's the biggest thing, though. No one really knows yet. Like mm.
2: the new the games like Warzone in and of itself is going to be a standalone going forward. So every year when they drop a new, a new Call of Duty game, whether it be Black Ops, Modern Warfare, or the third studio that hasn't really been doing very well, um, it's going to interact with Warzone, but not on like a completely massive scale, I don't think. But this is just my opinion. Uh, they they say that it, everything's going to tie into Warzone going forward, like from those games, but I I don't for see it lasting more than a few years because that I'm sure doing that every year is going to be tough.
0: Yeah. Cuz I remember Black Ops 3 had its own battle royale. I don't remember what they called it. Black Ops 4 had er, Black 4. Out. blackout. Blackout, thank you. Blackout.
2: And they yeah. used like a good chunk of that to build Warzone.
0: Gotcha. Um Okay, uh Rev, any thoughts, questions, opinions you want to get out on COD season six?
1: Uh, not really. I kind of fell out of the, the whole BR um gameplay and stuff. I've been so smitten with smite that uh I just can't that like I, I don't have time to play anything else, so I haven't even played Warzone in months. Yeah. So I don't really have anything to add at this point.
0: I haven't touched it in a very long time either, mostly because I didn't play it enough. I in it's it runs on my computer like shit as it is. Um, but I didn't play it enough to justify continue letting 500 gigs just sit on a hard drive consumed by it.
2: <laughs> true. Um, Very true. Which if you want to talk about uh, data, uh, Destiny 2 is actually going to, you're going to, when the new DLC drops, you're going to have to re-download the whole game. Be prepared. Woof. Destiny fans, yeah. Because they're putting on a new
0: engine is what I hear. So, oh man. I know Overwatch had to do that uh two years ago where they had overhauled so many things, it was like, Yeah, you're just gonna have to uninstall and reinstall the game. Well,
2: they're taking a few things out of uh out of it too. Like uh, they're they're when they announced the um new DLCs, they were talking about taking a few things out of the game and then adding the the new content to keep it a manageable file size. So
0: gotcha. Yeah. You know, We'll call duty yeah. and take a look bungee actually did something right take a look. <laughs> um okay so nothing else on that i think Rosa? i think uh right now we can take a quick break uh, we'll be back in about two minutes guys so stay right there Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you for watching and listening. Last month was not business as usual for us. The DeRay Show and Family Emergencies got in the way of us putting out a show each week, and we're sorry we couldn't get you guys the news and reviews we're looking for. But we're back now and better than ever. If you like what we do and want to help us keep going, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitch, and retweeting us when the show is live. These are all easy and free ways to help the show grow. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And we are back. How was break, guys? Hello.
2: It was great. How, how we, were is, about, we were talking about microphones and how they uh, look like uh, phalluses.
0: How was, how was your break, Rev?
1: It was great. Very refreshing. I need to clean my mic. I got something on it. Probably thinking about those microphones.
0: <laughs> so we have um, a bit of news that we should talk about quick. Uh, did you guys see the announcement of Amazon Luna? Yes, I don't know why it says Amazon Luna Six, because I'm a I'm a big dumb dummy. Um, Yeah, there's no such thing as Amazon Luna Six. It's just Amazon Luna. So this episode is brought to you by the future. (laughs) So it was inevitable, guys. Right? It was just inevitable that Amazon would be launching their own game streaming service putting it firmly in the gaming space as a retailer, content distribution platform, and as a pseudo console hardware company. <laughs> it was just it was just going to happen, right? What ha-
1: what's happening is all these companies are now just like they're they're all creating their own versions of things to funnel money into so that way they can create competition for each other and those big four don't have to go through antitrust suits anymore.
0: <laughs> That's their That's hope. Conspiracy. Yeah, it's burly. so the, the new gaming streaming service is called Luna. It's incredibly similar to Google Stadia. And I'm going to point that out several times in our discussion here. It's going to function on PC, Mac, Fire TV, iOS and Android, which, by the way, you guys might be thinking iOS, how is that going to work on iOS? Amazon is going to let people access the app through the browser. they don't need to list multiple games on the app store because you can access it through the web browser way to go amazon stick it to them yeah almost like how apple specifically told microsoft and google a few weeks ago that those two companies could do the exact same fucking thing anyways (laughs) the service is going to be uh, it's going to have an introductory price of $6 a month USD it's going to allow users to stream to two devices at a time and allegedly will offer 4K at 60 FPS allegedly because nobody can fucking do that yet (laughs) we've seen these claims from Stadia and they've never panned out
1: I heard the ginger could do it with the help (laughs) of the boots but it had to be a sick ostrich
0: (laughs) yeah sick ostrich
2: geforce like doesn't even claim 4k they're like we can the best we can do is 1080p yeah yeah
0: it's like g4 Nvidia is being smart about it yeah like to, at
2: least they're honest about it you know like they're like you know you know we're gonna give you this free platform you don't have to buy the game over again and you know there's gonna be a line most of the time unless you pay for it and we can only do 1080p, but you know, that's realistically what only anyone can actually
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically. And not even that, I don't think that many people actually have that many 4k displays except for like TVs, but even then, uh, 60 frames a second on a 4k TV. I don't think most TVs have that refresh rate.
1: I'm pretty sure most of them only have a 30, like a, like a good, a good one I think has 60 but not a not a standard 4k like a standard 4k big screen like one of your budget ones.
2: Yeah. I'll have to take a look at mine cuz I think mine said 60 hertz, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, when it comes to the refresh rate on a lot of 4k TVs, I'm not even sure if the majority of them are going to operate like that. Even then, I mean if you're even have the bandwidth to handle that or the or the amount of data to handle it because As we've talked about before, most people in the United States have a data cap and like mine is, uh, 200 terabytes or, um, no, 200 gigs. Uh, anyways, sorry. I fucked that up terribly anyways. So yeah, allegedly it's going to offer 4k 60 frames per second. They also announced an Alexa enabled Luna controller. Again, very similar to Google's Stadia, and it will directly connect to the service to reduce latency. It's going to MSRP for $50 USD.
2: I love it. Alexa, clap those kids' cheeks and call me. <laughs> Alexa, turn on AIMBOT. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say, I'm too. super excited. I want to see that happen like, <laughs> so bad. Like, Alexa, turn off
0: all hacks. Someone's watching. Alexa! Alexa!
2: Listen, bitch! Alexa!
0: <laughs> and we have now activated every single person's Alexa. You're welcome. Alexa, subscribe to the Next to Nothing podcast.
1: <laughs> um, with, Alexa, with Alexa, I do
2: have to say, you have to say, Alexa, play the podcast, Next to Nothing the podcast. True story. <laughs> At least on mine, because it'll yeah. play like then it's the next podcast like it's thinking like i have a, a queue of fucking podcasts
1: yeah <laughs> sounds about right uh real <laughs> quick side question does anybody else like actually think uh think and ask please to their uh echoes and stuff just so that way if the overlords take place you know we yeah we have favor yeah oh, yeah. Same.
2: oh i you know. tell my uh, like whenever i talk to alexa I, I usually say alexa how are you first like
1: just to warm her up yeah, my my yeah. son tells her tells ours that he loves her. And I'm like, "Good. Good." <laughs> you <can> you, <laughs> you have the Brownie learned well. can.
2: <laughs> Elon Musk has warned us and we probably should be listening to him. Oh yeah, he's a smart man.
0: Oh yeah. Um so going back to Luna, uh and its controllers, yes, uh keyboard and mouse and Bluetooth controllers will work as well. Um, when it comes to the, this is something, and I don't remember for Stadia specifically, but when it comes to like using like the fire stick or like the, the Amazon fire, I don't know if they have Amazon fire branded TVs out there. Like Roku has branded TVs, smart TVs.
1: They do. They have some like they're, they're not necessarily like the specific brand, but they are already, uh, enabled. You don't have to buy a sec, like a device yeah. for it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So with that, I don't know if there's. Like a means, it, it, like if you're going to be able to use it on like your fire TV or your fire stick without the Luna controller. I have a feeling you probably will need to. So if that's something that you want to do, you'll probably have to buy the controller somehow there for it, um, which I saw the controller. It looks. It looks like a generic third party Xbox controller. It's kind of bulkier. It's not as uh, it's not as small form factored as, like, the PS5 DualShock. It is a little bit larger, bulkier, uh, bigger in the hand um, with, like, black and purple designs on it. It looks like the purple on it is vaguely Twitch-like, but it's not Twitch. It's, like, just, like, a little bit shade of purple off. Um, So here's the big meat and potatoes for... Luna, it's that it's going to offer users channels to subscribe to, channels, um, and they'll be able to play a variety of game, play a variety of games on those channels. This is really similar to the Prime Videos subscription, where if you pay for the HBO service through Prime, you'll get access to it on your Amazon Prime app or access, you know, when you when you're viewing Amazon Prime Video. So. Luna is going to have its own channel called Luna Plus, which is going to launch with Resident Evil Seven, Control, Ukulele, Abzu, and about, and, and a bunch more, with about a hundred games being available through it, and that's going to start at, I believe, six dollars a month USD. Other publishers are going to be able to offer channels, but currently only Ubisoft has been announced, and that's going to include uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry Six, and Immortals: Phoenix Rising um so Banned. what's that band band <laughs> i will say hey I, I think uh rev you posted this on our podcast chat where like they were up for there they, they were given some sort of award like in montreal it right really and yeah. they're and like they didn't, we didn't earn it
1: yeah they were nominated for uh for like literally studio the yeah, EM because they're a lot of gaming uh gaming awards will put just essentially every big studio out there in their nomination category because I mean, there's not two terribly many but yeah they put ubisoft in there as a nomination and they withdrew their nomination um willingly so i mean posturing or not it's a step i mean it's yeah if you want to look at it in an optimistic manner it's a step i mean they've got to do they they actually do have to like entirely fix their problems or else they're just they're going to be dead in the water yeah they're not good enough
0: yeah and i I, I did see there's another departure um the creator of what was his name? Oh, what was it? Uh, like Rayman. And he was like, head of creative head of something else left. And now there's articles coming out about like, Oh no, he didn't just resign. Like there's reasons why he left. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's can to be the Ubisoft channel. Um, that's been the only one that's been announced. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see some I'm sure we'll probably see like a naughty dog channel. We'll probably see something from two K EA sports will probably get its own channel. Um, I can imagine the dice studio games or Bioware games, getting their own channels. Um, I don't know if we would necessarily see anything from Activision Blizzard. I don't, I don't think we would really, we would see anything from them on this. Um, I can't really think of too many just like off the top of my head that we I mean maybe Devolver Digital or um, Tiny Build I could see maybe doing something but yeah so those that's the channels function I just kind of like pass it off to you guys real quick what do you guys think of that business model where you pay for like a subscription to a certain like set of publishers games uh, Green I'll go to you
2: I don't like it if you're paying for the actual subscription and then uh, additional, I think it's just uh, extra money. Like, I don't even think Stadia does anything like that. You just have to buy the game.
0: Well, Stadia, you have to pay to use the service and then you have to pay for the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, which, I, I mean, like, I get it. I mean, they're essentially presenting themselves as their own, like, not necessarily console, but, you know, same same concept if you buy like a playstation and xbox you have to buy the game for each i would prefer it to be that way over paying a monthly subscription because it's a continuous thing like what happens when you stop paying for that monthly subscription you just lose the, the access to those games i'd rather just buy the game and be done with it yeah good or bad it's still your game yeah padre what do you think
1: I'm 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 pretty well in the same boat I don't like the idea of having to pay uh pay for the base service and then pay for additional services on top of it um or or, you know pay for the different the different publisher stores um I I do get that people do have to make money in some sort of way but that's just like at that point it becomes more uh practical to pay the outrageous price for new games because you're having to pay so many different subscriptions and then like he said you know like green said Eventually, you're gonna to have to start cutting back on some. And you just lose those games. You know, I mean, I'm and I'm a fan of like uh, Xbox Game Pass and stuff, but this just seems like it's kind of like a next level, you know, on on cash grab stuff. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of it myself. It's like it's like a buffet.
2: Like they buffets make money because they charge a set amount, and not everyone is gonna eat the same amount.
1: Yeah, it's, it's they don't famous, they don't char- really they don't charge you for the access to the buffet and then charge you to go to the to, to the you know the meats. They don't charge you extra to go to the vegetables. They don't charge you extra to go to this area. You know, so it's like you just pay for the buffet.
2: Well, that's what I mean by like the channel. Like mm-hmm. the channel is the buffet. Like some people are going to play every game. Some people, mm-hmm. a lot of people, are not going to play every game. So they're mm-hmm. making more than if they were to sell the games outright.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, because because. Most of those studios produce games that are so in-depth that you're going to end up getting yourself roped into one game. And yeah, the others are just going to go unplayed.
0: Yeah. So personally, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to buck your guys' trend here is I actually kind of prefer this over Stadia. Uh, And the reason I prefer this over Stadia's thing is if Stadia fails or Google abandons it like Google is known to do with projects, right? You pay $60 for that game. You don't get to keep that game, right? It's not like you could with stadia, if you pay $60 to play that game and you you no longer can access anything on stadia, you have a physical disc where you could like find a new stadia, right? It's just dead. This I kind of like because you're paying, I, I I'm not sure if I like the, the two tiers of subscription. I think Luna just on its on, on its face should just come bundled with prime first off straight up and then Amazon would take a commission fee off of the Luna channels. Um, But in terms of the subscription, I kind of like the subscription idea more when it comes to a game streaming because it's not physical. So if I'm paying just $5 a month and I get a bunch of games for it and hopefully there are the new and great games, hopefully. I'm more inclined to make that decision than I am to buy a sixty dollar game on stadia and not be able to access it uh after Google abandons it that's my that would be my personal preference. I would actually feel more comfortable getting into game streaming with that decision than I would with Google personally I'm
2: basing my assumption off of uh you know them not closing down though yeah you know, i'm I'm looking yeah. at the the brighter side, uh, (laughs) you know, that's just me.
0: Yeah. I, I have no faith in Google maintaining stadia for, for like more than like five years straight up. I see stadia as having a lifespan of five years in that clock. uh, And I'm talking like that clock already ticking. So we're already what a year, almost a year into Google stadia's release. Right. (laughs) I'm looking at it surviving for like another four years. Um, And then, like, the last bit of, like, information with it is it is going to include Twitch integrations similar to what Stadia showed off with YouTube when it was announced. The integration will allow users to launch Luna from Twitch as they're watching their favorite creator play the game. (laughs) Amazon just, like, hey, y'all want to see how this really works? Googled. Just, like, just fuck they just ripped everything from Google and said, we'll do it better.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. Like whenever you whenever you have your foot in an industry that doesn't necessarily have, uh, you know, like like a a saturated market instead of doing something innovative, just do what they're doing, but better.
0: Yeah. And I'm I am very curious to see because Amazon has the AWS in all sorts of other, like, the you know, all sorts of web services and servers. I'm curious to see how much, if they're going to be at any advantage when compared to Google. I'm not 100% sure that they are. I still think game streaming is this very niche, very, it's not great for Americans, for sure, because of how our internet works over here. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not super sold on it entirely, but I think this is a better approach than what Google took. I still think the best approach so far has been NVIDIA and with Microsoft as like a second. Not a close second, but as a second.
1: After using GeForce, like GeForce now on a personal level, like while I was gone to Anaheim, uh, and playing on my laptop, I was like, wow, this is nice. You know, even I mean, even if the the free service as it starts to gain and more and more people is going to be difficult because you have to wait in a queue. The fact remains, there's a free service. You know, there is a free available service there for you.
0: Yeah, so, so that's that's awesome. OK, um, anything else on Amazon Luna? No, sir. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to our last topic today, which is the Apple v. epic injunction hearing. Uh <sighs> okay so to preface this we are not lawyers none of us have gone to law school i took one media law class we are not legal experts but we want to try to help you guys educate and help I- interpret this through the lens of a layperson and thinking about how this could affect affect consumers and customers through speculation and conjecture based solely on our own armchair legal logic okay preface
1: Full disclaimer.
0: Um, Full disclaimer. Uh, Yesterday, in Apple had the first hearing of the lawsuit. This hearing specifically was for Epic's request for an injunction that would require Apple to put Fortnite back in the iOS app store during the rest of the trial. Um, The case was heard by federal district judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers of the Northern District of California. Gonzalez Rogers, uh, I'm going to say, repeatedly slammed Epic on its own legal theories and its very public tactics in this case. She went for the throat. Um, Gonzalez did make note of how important this case is, and it's testing the frontiers of antitrust laws. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, this is just like, hey, can we stop Apple from taking Fortnite off the app store. This had nothing to do with the actual case itself. Um, we did learn that the actual court case will be likely heard, uh, July, 2021. Uh, and she would actually like to have it tried before a jury, which we'll see how that works out. Um, So this hearing, and the reason we were kind of talking about this anyways, is this hearing, while fairly inconsequential to the rest of the case going forward, it's going to give us a peek at the arguments both parties are going to be making and how that's going to be received by the court, which any indication of how (laughs) this hearing went is not going to be looking favorable for Epic. So some of the arguments that were made, Apple justified the store policies in part by saying it was a security issue. And that they protect their customers from malicious software and other security issues by requiring the in-app purchases and the other rigorous things that they require for you to get onto the app store. Uh, It was also brought up that Epic knew that it was breaching its contract with Apple when it published the update. And Epic countered saying that it had been on the app for, uh, at least into the security question, Uh, Epic had countered saying that it had been on the app store for years and didn't pose a security risk which uh did not seem to please the judge because here's a direct quote from uh from judge gonzalez you did something you lied about it by omission by not being forthcoming that's the security issue that's the security issue there are a lot of people in the public who consider you guys heroes for what you did but it's still not honest who um yeah I'm sure uh <laughs> Epic's legal team was um pulling on their collars after that. Um Epic argued that Apple has harmed customers in in the distribution of Fortnite because Apple's exclusive control of the iOS App Store um in judge Also, Judge Gonzalez also did not like that. Shiri (laughs) butted Epic's legal team by saying, quote, walled gardens have existed for decades. Nintendo has walled gardens. Sony has walled garden. Or Sony has had a walled garden. Microsoft has had a walled garden. What Apple's doing is not much different. It's hard to ignore the economics of the industry, which is what you're asking me to do. Ooh. (sighs) Um... Why you gotta hit so hard why <laughs> yeah and the ref takes a point away <laughs> yeah um apple alleged that epic is attempting to lead a developer revolt saying quote mr sweeney the uh ceo of epic is trying to be the pied piper of other developers to cheat breach their agreement and sneak in software to bypass app review the apple legal counsel continued saying that finding an epic's favor would quote green light would be a green light to other companies that would be very dangerous. And on this point, I want to say Apple is actually 100% correct. Uh, Seeming that uh, Epic has uh, tried to f- actually has successfully formed a legal coalition of other apps to help them in this legal battle, which includes uh, the company that owns Tinder. <laughs> so, the the apple legal team is not wrong there <laughs> um twi- Tim sweeney is just sitting here with his fucking flute follow me <laughs> to riches you know <laughs> um so yeah let me just ask you guys what are your initial thoughts on this hearing how are you feeling about the arguments being made all that good shit uh we're gonna go with padre first
1: Full disclaimer, my opinion is not affected by the fact that I am a part of their supporter creator program, because I will say this, damn, that was just mean.
0: Yeah, which, I, by the way, hey, uh, I'm going to I'm going to continue to point this out until Matt Pat issues an apology. That's how you disclose your affiliations to other companies. Boom. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no,
1: no, that's... Yeah, no, anytime, anytime money's involved at all, there needs to be a full disclosure, you know, like a full disclosure, whether it be money or gifts, like, you know, whether free games, anything, anything. And so, um, but yeah, no, that was... They are 100% right in that. As painful as it is to hear Apple being right about anything as somebody who does not like Apple. But yeah, no, they're they're 100% correct. It's
0: Which... Weird. I think when we first originally talked about this story, you know, I don't like the walled garden situation when it comes to Apple. And I think I mentioned that. And I also but I also did seriously uh, doubt like Epic's legal standing in all of this. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were 100 percent in doubt of it because of the of the fact that, you know, the the reason they were removed from the app store in the first place was due to breach of contract, which uh, which is of their. You know, terms of services. What it was? It was the brief breach of their terms of service, which they are one hundred percent capable, legally and justifiably, morally allowed to do. Yeah.
2: So, uh, green thoughts. I just think it's fun watching this. Like, I'm, I'm like super excited to see what like comes actually actually out of this. Like, especially because of like the implications it will have against like antitrust laws and stuff like that. But like this shit was ruthless. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. It's like a soap opera but in real life.
0: <laughs> this reminds me very like very much of the Apple versus Samsung like 2012, 2013, I think uh lawsuit where they were like disputing patents and designs. I'm like it's a piece of glass with a button on the bottom. Like how many how, like who who can <laughs> who can legally say that's theirs? <laughs>
1: Right, it's like how different can they be? You know, yeah.
2: um, what's that anime video game where like it's a courtroom drama? Oh, Phoenix, right? Phoenix, yeah, Wright that's what it turn, is. yeah, it's real life.
0: Objection. Real life. <laughs> 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 what? Love it. <laughs> um, so just some thoughts I have here. Uh, I honestly don't think just based on what the judge said during this hearing uh epic is going to get the injunction they want i think fortnite is going to remain off the ios store which is going to significantly hinder their abilities to fight this battle um which is why i think they're also forming a coalition because they're going to need uh, they're granted these are two billion dollar companies they do not have the war chest apple does straight up and they and it looks like they're going to have a uh, an uphill legal fight so they're gonna need that extra money they're gonna need that cash they're gonna need their allies I think they've been doing good in the PR arena but PR arena doesn't matter when it's a, when it's a, the terms of law um, just like just like Twitter doesn't matter when it comes to your vote yeah exactly yeah um, which on, on Epic's thing, uh, PR and marketing strategies in regards to this case, I agree with the judge here. They're very unhelpful and dangerous. Um, I really don't think they should be seen as the good guys in all of this. The fact that, that we, the, we have a good guy argument at all from the judge has me worried, though, because that seems to me that there might be some prejudice already built into this situation, which I don't want to see, um, and which is maybe why she wants to take this to a jury. Um, and kind of like as a side note there, uh, just like my own personal political views on this, I don't really want to see this case lead to a nationwide policy in antitrust without a law being written and approved by Congress because activism from the bench is not something I prefer to see. Um, I don't like seeing judges effectively create laws in these cases, which can happen. Um, that's that's what activism from the bench means Um, and if they did decide if she did decide to do something out of the ordinary and kind of like create policy from the bench I could see that going all the way up to the Supreme Court which would take way too fucking long for these companies to deal with I'm sure Um Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, then the the judge's comments about the walled gardens and iOS users. Uh, She said that, oh, iOS users have other options. They can access Fortnite on PC or, you know, on, on Android or whatever. There's kind of a point missed here in that there's a significant number of customers who don't have other options, right? Their iPhone is their only connection to the Internet. And... For those people, and I this is a concern that I have for for because the the two main operating systems on phones when it comes you know, which for a lot of people operate as their computers, uh, are owned by Apple and they're owned by Google. And for educational purposes and information purposes, I fear that because the wall if Apple just says you can't get anything that's out of our walled garden, right? You can't look up news or get like download a news app. It has to just be the Apple news app, right? Something like that. If Apple were to do that and it's, oh, it's okay because it's Apple's walled garden that can severely affect our democracy, right? That could actually allow Apple, the walled garden argument could actually allow Apple to interfere in elections if they wanted to if we just allowed them to do something because they can have a walled garden. I worry about that argument. It's a kind of a slippery slope argument, but I worry about that from the perspective of someone who wants free and available information for everybody. So yeah. So those are my thoughts on the entire like hearing. Again, I don't think Epic really has much of a leg to stand on at all. Um, I think they're going to, this is going to be a major difficult uphill battle legally for them. They're going to spend a lot of money in this lawsuit and I don't think they're going to win. But yeah, anything else that you guys wanted to share thoughts, opinions you wanted to express on this, on this injunction hearing?
1: No, you, you really hit the, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with that. You know, it's, it, it's, the slippery slope argument may be one people try to avoid but it's a very real possibility here and it's something to be careful of for sure
0: yeah and i what mean it's trying to be
2: alive too right uh, like so random like epic versus apple who would've, who would have thought
1: right 2020 baby i'm just waiting on the aliens and the the kaiju
0: woo I, oh yeah i i firmly plan on voting for giant meteor 2020 um just just nail fucking earth just earth, boom just, i would be cool with, i would
1: be cool with yellowstone because like yellowstone yeah. you could survive but it would just co- cause everything to collapse who says like that i
0: wanted safe. to survive well i do <laughs> i want
1: to survive
2: well, uh we're actually in blast radius by the way it's Just a oh yeah word. we're in
1: blast we're in blast radius and we would lose all of our windows but uh if it if it uh went off i actually watched a video on this like two days ago if uh if it went off at full um full, predictable capacity. It would shatter all the windows here, but people would conceivably survive. It's just the ash mm. fall out. Yeah, the ash fall out about. would be rough.
0: Hmm. Uh, Bubba Pudding just came in the chat and said "San Andreas fault. Which, hey, yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't had a major earthquake in a while. Come on, baby, come on.
2: <laughs> Everything starts to settle down. Then
0: San Andreas is like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was finally good. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, nothing else on uh, Epic v. Apple? No, sir. No, saw. All right. Well, let's uh, go on ahead and start wrapping the show up. Mr. Greenlee, what's coming up on your channel?
2: It was horrible timing. I was taking a drink of water. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm probably going to be playing some uh, season six. COD. I'm going to try to play some Destiny. Yeah, among us trying to squeeze everything in. Uh but yeah, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash mrgreenlate. Uh and also my socials, which are all Mr. Greenlit Elite except for Instagram, which is TTV V Mr because I don't want to talk about it.
0: Guys, go check him out there. Padre, what do you got going on?
1: Well, uh this Thursday I'm gonna I I've taken a couple of days off stream um due to some other obligations. Uh and so I I was gonna stream that a fight crab today because I accidentally purchased a uh crab battle royale game. But since I uh since I didn't get to stream it today I'm gonna stream it Thursday but I'm gonna go like early. I'm gonna go like at 2 p.m central and I'm gonna stream that and BPM bullets per minute all in the same stream. And then uh Saturday I'm doing my hydro dipping art stream. Like I'm gonna do the, the whole hydro dip thing. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be chill. Chill good
0: times. That's dope. Dope. That's dope. Um. By the way, on the hydro dipping, because I'm looking at buying a PC case right now, I still haven't done it. Whoops. Um <laughs> I am thinking about taking it up to my uncle who does professionally hydro dip. Nice. I just like get like a custom skin on it. Um, yeah, we're gonna do
1: uh, we're gonna do one of my wife's cups, too. You know, she does those custom tumblers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do we're gonna do that as well. It's gonna be a lot
0: of fun. Ooh, that's gonna be real dope. Um coming up on my channel, I'll be playing Uh, spec ops line, it has about 15 chapters. I think I'm on like chapter six, so I don't know. Like that'll be like another week or so. And then I think I'm going to go into, uh, Metro last light. I think it's gonna be the next one I'm going to play. Um, I don't know. I I think I'm going to get like together a group of people to do unfortunate spacemen again. That was really fun. Really chill game. Uh, yelling at each other is just delightful. Green is always the monster um other than that you guys can find me on twitter at danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e also on instagram under the same name and uh, you guys can follow me here on twitch and of course subscribe to me on youtube where this podcast will be um if you guys want the question of the week one more time uh, the question of the week is what is your favorite podcast other than ntn green's face of pure shock is just delightful Ew. to me
2: don't you lie to these people you're always the imposter no
0: you're always the you're always no. the alien and or the yeah. monster in unfortunate spaceman i'm always infected and no. in deceit and rev is always the imposter in among us uh, we i don't think we've actually played among us with rev um, i don't know i i don't think i i have not um Of course, guys, thank you for watching and listening to this week's show. If you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you guys like, and subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment. Uh, down below. It really does help us out. It really does help support the show. And like I said, uh, tomorrow is international podcast day. So if you guys are uh, watching us live or seeing this on September 30th, uh, tell your friends about us. That's like the top tier way to help support any podcast that, or streamer or content creator in general is just tell your friends, share a link out on Twitter or something like that. It helps way more than you think it does. Uh, other than that guys, we good. Anything else we need to mention?
2: i'm
0: good all right vote vote yeah fucking register to vote and then fucking vote um other than that guys thank you for watching and listening to this shorter episode of next to nothing and keep up the good fight we'll talk to you guys next week goodbye i love you